How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode 127 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening to us and making How About That Cigar part of your audio podcast rotation. We are grateful to have you with us on the show. It's going to be a great episode 127. We have some great guests and we're going to be doing some awesome pairings while we're on the show today. So as always, leave us some comments, join in with us, let us know what you're smoking, let us know what you're drinking. Uh, so I am here in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and Garrett, you are coming to us again remotely from your cabin in Wisconsin. How's it going, brother? Oh, it's incredible. Um, you know, it's that time of year where you're bringing in docs, and I'm grateful to have uh, amazing friends and family that come up and work together. We got docks and boats in and trees cut up and all done in an hour. And then we play the rest of the weekend. So nice. It's awesome. Nice. Well, yeah, sorry. I couldn't join you. I had, uh, had a little situation this weekend, but all is well, life is good. I have no complaints. Um, so we just had a, you know, this is a special Saturday show and we, we love doing these. Um, and so there's not really a ton to catch up on that we normally do small talk wise, but, um, you know, there is some, there's some great stuff going on here in in, uh, in the cigar community, uh, in Minnesota for all of our, our friends and family here in Minnesota that are part of our cigar world. Thank you so much for, uh, for keeping up with everything we have going on. Um, and there's, you know, that I've been seeing a lot going on lately with, you know, we're, we're coming up on towards the end of the year, the final quarter of 2021. So people are getting to the point where they're going to start publishing, you know, cigar of the year lists and stuff like that. There's a bunch of uh, product shipping right now. Fortunately, what I've been seeing Garrett, and you've probably been seeing this too, is although there were some problems earlier in the year with, uh, with shipping and things like that, it's not perfect. It's not back to, you know, best case scenario, but things really are improving. Are you seeing that too? Absolutely. Um, you know, more and more numbers. I was just talking to a um, family member today who we're talking about the Renaissance Festival and um, the Minnesota Renaissance Festival is one of the top nations Renaissance festivals. Um, they do a great job and it, um, uh, some of the retailers were saying it's the busiest Renaissance festival they've had in years. So I think we're also seeing, you know, not only cigars, but everything else. People are just yearning to get back to some bit of normalcy and, and, you know, we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. We are getting there and it's nice to see. Um, one other thing, actually, I just remembered this and I want to bring this up before we have our guests on kind of, in line with what we typically do a little Minnesota sports talk. Um, congratulations to Justin Morneau, who wow. is going to be, he's going to be inducted into the Minnesota twins hall of fame. So uh, he was, he was a solid member of the twins for, for a long time and uh, left for a while, came back. And uh, so congrats to him. That's, that's cool to see. He's going to be part of that group. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, so I'll say it, your Packers won because <laughs> we did. Our, yeah, it was, it was show, while we were live on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So your Packers are one and one. And yeah. um, I think the Packers are going to be at the top of the division at the end of the year. 
That's my prediction. We'll see how it goes. Um, we have to play San Francisco on Sunday nights. Um, we in the last few years, the Packers have not done well against San Francisco. Although they're San Francisco is not the same team they as they were. Uh, but Green Bay's offensive line, their defense is solid. Uh, but Green Green Bay's offensive line is is in tatters right now. Not only do we have uh, three rookies on the offensive line, but we also have a guy who's playing essentially out of position. So, and then on the defensive side, we lost uh, uh, Zadarius Smith for a little while. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm calling but. it. I'm calling it right now. Okay. The okay. Vikings are well, going to start one three. I I hope that that plays out. I really do. So um, the, let's, yeah, the Vikings will start zero and three. But oh, and who do, who do they play this weekend? Seattle. So oh, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. Yep. It is what it, it is. What it is. Yep. So let's bring uh, let's bring our special guests onto the show. Yeah. And as always, guys, you know that on How About That Cigar Live, special guests are brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, President and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please put your hands together and welcome to episode 127 of How About That Cigar Live, broadcasting from Switzerland, from Adventura Cigars, Nicole and Marcel Knobel. Welcome to How About That Cigar Live. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Guys, we are grateful to have you on the show. We're going to talk cigars. We're going to talk pairings. And that's like we said before we went live. Those are things that we love to do. We love to put cigars together with different things and try out different combinations. So um, I and I have my I have my four Aventura cigars here and I want you guys to lead this dance. So I want you guys out of the these four that I have here, I want you guys to lead this dance and tell me what to fire up first. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking of the in, in terms of the pairing, what's going to be the nicest for your palate to progress. So, yeah. So I would say a good start would be. Hmm, See, I put I put you on the spot. Yeah, why don't you try the King's Gold? All right. With so, the right. With the bourbon? Yep. With the bourbon. Done and done. So I'm going to fire this guy up. And while I'm firing up this cigar, guys, tell us a little bit about what got you interested in cigars in the first place and how you became a part of and, and you know, the, the because Adventura is a brand that we've seen really hit the scene with with a big 
you know, with, with a lot of fanfare and, and there's a lot of, you guys have a lot of fans early and that's a great thing. So we want to kind of get the idea from you, how you got into the cigar game and what, what got you interested in it. So I'm a, I am a retail store owner here in Switzerland and also I have a, a lounge and I was mostly selling Cuban cigars, but you know, the Cubans, they don't tell you when you getting more interested about the Cuban tobacco, they, they won't tell you anything. It's still a Cuban tobacco. It's a Cuban cigar, but, but that's it. You know, you don't know what kind of, a, what kind of a seed they are using. Well, you know it from the books, but I wanted to know it more in detail. So, because I wanted, I wanted to explain the cigar or the product I'm selling to my customers and also to my guests in the lounge. So I was like, well, I, I, I want to have my own house blend so I can talk about it because I want to, want to be part of a blend which I can sell in my store. That was basically the whole start. I didn't plan to make Adventura as big as it is now or even partner up with with, with Henderson or then later having my wife as the director of operations. So it's basically, it was a house plant. And I just sold it here. I had a couple of retail friends. I sold it to them also. So they sold it in their stores until a Swiss distributor get, uh, got at me and asked, dude, that's, that's a, great, um, a great concept of a cigar. And also the cigar is great. Don't you want to make that brand bigger? And I was like, well, I have my shop. I have my lounge. I cannot, I cannot traveling, knock on everybody's door and ask for picking up my cigar. And he was like, well, I have a sales staff. Don't you want to collaborate? So I was like, well, why not? Let's give it a try. So um, the European retailers are, until you don't know them, they're very refusing in terms of new cigars. So um, you, you have to work hard to get in, but once you're in, you stay in. Uh, that's a bit contrary to the, to the US market. But this guy and the sales staff from that Swiss distributor, he was he did a very good job, is still doing a very good job. And we got in pretty fast and we are still in, luckily. And then all of a sudden the German market was asking for it. So I found a distributor there. The distributor came at me and asked for picking up the cigar and he wants to distribute throughout Germany. And and pretty soon he had a huge Davidoff chain, which was asking for the cigar. So it it really was like organically growing and then sweden came along italy came along and then 2019 we started officially in the us so no that sorry that's a bit ahead after the first line adventure the explorer uh henderson ventura which is now my partner was asking for being a part of the whole thing since he also had once the idea of bringing a cigar to the market which is named adventura not Adventura, but Aventura. And um, I was like, well, there's perfect match having your producer of your cigar as your partner. So we, we found that company, ADV and McKay Cigars Company, in 2016, actually. And uh, we start selling it in Europe and then 19 in the US. And uh, yeah, then it got blown up. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's that's a beautiful thing. and And... Remind me if this is, I think I'm right on the date for this, but you guys were married just back in February. Is that right? Yeah, back in November. Right. November's. Congratulations. Almost a year. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. you guys. So 
Yeah, cheers for that for sure. That's yeah, cheers for that. So my bourbon of the, just for everybody, my bourbon that I'm pouring is four four roses single barrel. It's one of my favorite favorite bourbons. So I'm I'm pouring that right now. And I I have to confess that I know from experience that four roses single barrel goes really nicely with the King's Gold because I actually just had that same pairing last night at the fire with the guys. So okay, that's great. Cool. So while I'm smoking uh, the Conquer here, I'm having that Scotch 14 years Loch Lomans. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's a very well-balanced Scotch. It's not as like woody and torfy as, 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 you, as you also can, can uh, choose some Scotches. This is a very well-balanced yep. and it goes perfectly fine with that peppery kind of Conquer. And it, it breaks away this... The pepper, the pepper aroma, the pepper flavor in the, in the Conquer can sometimes be a little bit punchy. And this balanced scotch is really rounding it up. So yep. for me, that's the perfect match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would say too, bringing back um, to what Marcel was saying about um, the brand and its its growth in, in such a short period of time. And like you were saying, having a great amount of fans, which we're so appreciative for early on in the right. stages. The whole um, boutique thing has become a, like a cool thing to be now, right? But really um, what Marcel did, and this is so his personality, if he is interested in something, he will research and research and research till the high heavens to learn every angle of every aspect of every nuance about this particular product. So when we um, all came together, the, the three of us, we really devised, like we wanted to convey the message that the boutique thing for us is really comprised of three things, right? Why we choose to be and maintain and remain a boutique brand. And that's really because you have the most quality control over your product, right? And you have the most control over the brand standards that you set. Yeah. And so we have a super tight team, but our most important element of this boutique brand thing is the ability to educate the consumer on what they are smoking. So we give not all, but most information about the seed, the soil, the leaf, the, the aging, the processing, the blending, the, all of these nuances, because we want our smokers to also be as equally as interested and in love with, you know, with where it came from and, and why we love it too. So I think that's yeah. a really important thing. I agree with you. And and before Garrett jumps in, I, I have to say that we have been grateful as, you know, because doing this cigar show, one of the things that we love is is getting the word out and educating consumers and, and honestly, even educating non-consumers, you know, people who don't smoke premium cigars to help mm -hmm. them understand the differences between cigars and other tobacco products. But <clears throat> cigar consumers are so much better informed than they were even just five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. you know, the fact that you guys are passionate about that is like Nicole, you just said, letting people know really specific things about the leaf and about the soil and about where it comes from and how it's fermented. People really have become into learning about that, about their cigars. And the same is true for other things like the bourbons. They, they love to know how the bourbons are made and they love to know how the scotches are made and, and how, uh, how different wines are, are produced and, and all that stuff. And I think it goes into making a better group of consumers 
who are not only better educated about it, but in my experience, the better educated I am about it, the then that helps me develop more of a passion for the product that I enjoy. So I, I love it. Yeah. And on the business side, I mean, people vote with their dollars, right? Yeah. So how are you mm -hmm. going, how are they going to vote if they don't know anything? Yeah. Right. So, and the goal is really to get it in their hands, of course, and, and let them try that. But, but then why they have so many options these days. So, you know, educate them yeah absolutely and so um what i'd like to know is nicole what are you smoking and drinking right now and also tell us kind of your part in in all of this scenario and what you've got going on but before oh, you do that i'm just going to quickly say that i'm pairing with the queen's pearl and coffee and it is uh -huh. one of my favorite things right now it yeah. is seriously in the morning this is it for me yeah i amazing. love it cool okay. um yeah so i'm also smoking um uh, queen's pearls here and i love if i'm not having an espresso which i really agree with you when mm -hmm. i when i have this cigar with my espresso though i find it that i get the most well-rounded flavors if i puff the cigar i have a sip of my espresso but then I have a sip of water right away because then when you breathe against your palate after you've had the coffee, all those nutty aromas and everything come from the coffee. They're elevated and heightened. So then you get this like even more touch point nuance about everything working all together. And it's like a, a beautiful combination. But in the evening, I prefer to have a champagne with my Queen's Pearls. And I will tell you why, because, um, there's this very creaminess about the uh, the queen's pearls and it almost has this like coating effect in the mouth kind of like when you have something that's very creamy or cheesy or um ice cream kind of thing you know that kind of coats the palate and the effervescence and the yeastiness of the champagne kind of slices through that, but only to elevate the flavors of the cigar, not to hide them or mask them, but it's just this like beautiful balance that I really, really love. And um, how I got started in this business, well, I've been a cigar smoker ever since I was a young girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I uh, was obviously th through Marcel. I actually came from the beauty industry, so uh, I was the I, I am from the U.S., even though I live here now in Switzerland. I'm originally from California. Um, I was living in New York before I moved here, and I was the artistic director of a beauty company. And um, when I came here, we had barely just gone to the U.S., and I would hear the conversations Marcel was having on the phone with a few people in the U.S., and um, and I would say, what, what were they mentioning about this, or why were they... I don't get what's going on there. And he said, oh, well, they said this, or they mentioned that. And I said, mm, let me, let me talk, let me talk to them. So then, so then uh, I said, you know, I, being an American, I can really help build this in, into, you know, the American way, so to speak, and, and really get us, I, I traveled extensively, extensively in my former life and know so many states and little pockets of the U.S. And um, I love business. So I said, you know, let me let me help. And uh, he thankfully said yes. And so 
now we have a good a good little trio and i love to say that henderson is like the heart of the brand marcel is the head and the, the brains of the brand and i'm like the muscle of the brand like the arms and legs that just like keep us moving so we thankfully make good um the three amigos we call ourselves the three amigos i love it love it that's fantastic speaking about the queen's purse and the coffee i mean you can even slice it even more down so let's say what kind of coffee machine are you using is it full automatic or do you have a separate grinder and stuff so that's also something which is heavy sure. which is heavy influencing what you're experiencing if you pair those two products with each other then going down to the coffee is it 100 arabica coffee beans mm -hmm. Or do you have a certain part of Robusto, uh, Robusto coffee beans in? Because if it's 100% Arabica, personally, it and if you grind it, I add the coffee, the coffee beans. For me, it's a little bit too acidic, or it can be a little bit too acidic. So I personally don't like that too much with the Queen's pearls. But going over and add some Robusto in it, let's say you have a blend of 70%. Uh, Arabica and and 30% Robusta. The Robusta gives the kind of woody notes and the nutty notes, and then in combination with the Queen's pearls, that's for me absolutely the perfect match. But it's it's such a personal thing, right? Yeah. So what mm -hmm. I think it's a perfect match doesn't necessarily mean that's that that's the perfect match for her too or for you, you know. So that's but those are the kind of things which are where it starts to get interesting, right? Yeah. Find out different blends, different kind of ways to produce your coffee. Um, also, the, if, you, if you have a separate grinder, you can, you can adjust how heavy you want it grinded or exactly. So also that influences the, the, the flavor of the coffee and then also if you pair it together with the cigar. Yeah. So there's so many little screws you can turn in order to, 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 to get to a point where it's really perfect for yourself. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And and Garrett and I did this experiment a few months ago where because there were there were so many different cigar web shows that were have been doing stuff about pairings for years and they do a great job at it. And so we thought what a, a few months ago, we thought, what can we do that's different? So we actually started doing this uh, uh, what we call pairing roulette. So we yeah. have a we have a wheel. Cool. with different okay. beverages on it and then we have a we started out at least with a wheel with different cigar Ooh. wrapper leaves so and we had a selection of each available and we would spin the wheel to, to decide what we were going to drink and then spin the wheel to decide what we were going to smoke with it we had no idea what that combination could come out to and it's it was a fun experience and, and honestly it kind of opened our eyes uh, and we even we even got a recommendation from somebody from another cigar show that I have yet to try that sort of blew my mind when I heard it. And, and then I heard from multiple other people said, yes, you definitely have to try this pairing. It sounds really weird, but it's great. They said, smoke a cigar that has a broadleaf, a dark, rich, toothy broadleaf wrapper on it and drink some orange juice with it. And yeah. I said, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that is something I still have to try. You should try the the Conqueror, the Black Aventura Con the Conqueror with chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Right. Really. Try that. Even I was okay. like, when I tried that, I got that as a recommendation from an Austrian guy, 
And um, he's really, he's even more nerdy than I am. And he was like, try that. And I was like, chocolate milk? And he said, just yeah. try it. Give it a try. I did it. I was blown away. Yeah. I was blown away. I love it. That's see, and that's one of the things we love is just you know because we'll learn about new combinations that we never that we never thought of. And the the cool thing about pairing is there are different. So there are what we I mean we have our own sort of references for them. I'm sure a lot of other people call them similar things. There are pairings that are complementary, and then there are pairings that are contrasting. So you can have a you can have a really acidic beverage right. and that's really bright. And kind of frontal, and then pair that with something with a cigar that's also the same type of profile, or you can, or you can go the other direction and pair it with one that's dark and rich, and that's the cool thing. The combinations literally are endless, and we have so much fun doing stuff like this. Um, and this, this, uh, this King's Gold with the bourbon. I mean, I already knew, but it's it's just fantastic because. There's there's a lot of deep richness from the right. King's Gold, and there's there's also depth and and richness from the Four Roses single barrel. But the the brightness, the kind of citrusy notes on the bourbon really go nicely with the cigar. And then when you you take a little sip of the bourbon and then a big puff of the cigar and retrohale the cigar, yes. and it, it all it all comes yeah. together. Yeah. And, and we find too like that that cinnamon toastiness of the king's gold like especially um you know for the new american oak that typically bourbon yeah. is aged in that yeah. vanilla-y touch yeah with the cinnamon toasty kind of thing i mean that's we, we we really love that for me a great bourbon i'm pretty sure you guys have that also in the u.s it's the mickler's small batch bourbon oh yeah that for me with the king's gold is also amazing yeah yeah it's, it's I, so good i i want to talk about um you know flavors there so some people they find their cigar and that's what they love and i want to say that that may be the majority of cigar smokers right. and that's that's absolutely fine um and and typically that person may also be a um a person who goes to a restaurant and they order the same thing every time right. they find their thing and that's what they enjoy and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. i love variety i love to find different you know foods yeah. beverages cigars and experience a lot of different flavors and if if you're in that category this is an endless list of different right. combinations that you can do. I mean, look, even with this, with what Marcel was just saying, the different coffees, I've never nerded out on going that deep with it. And I now I'm already thinking about asking the wife if I can buy a, a, a new coffee maker. Because <laughs> uh, um, I don't have a, an espresso machine and okay. I would love to have one. Um, so... You guys, there's a, a ton of things that, that can be done to experience this. Then again, if if you are that person who has found your cigar, has found your meals, has found your beverages, um, awesome. You mm-hmm. know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, we don't ever want to say that, you know, right. you're not experiencing to the 
enjoy what you enjoy. Right. And um, so uh, I just want to mention that because I, I, I've seen people make comments of, you know, why would you just smoke one cigar? Why would you just eat this or that? Right. Why don't you just shut up and let people live their <laughs> life? <laughs> And, and don't you find many times the reason why people chose that cigar is maybe not exactly because of just that cigar. Maybe it was the experience they had when they smoked that cigar. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's not always just the, right? Yeah. So, but we, we definitely like to push the why. Like, just ask why. Like, why do you love that specific cigar? Other than, well, I like chocolate. So then I am just, I just love this because it's very chocolatey. Yeah. Okay. But what else, you know, like, if, for example, too, with this Queen's Pearls, like, I don't just say, choose a champagne and you're good to go because it's bubbly. No, like, there's so many different champagnes. Right. And, and a lot for me, when I'm deciding on one, especially when smoking in Queen's Pearls, has to do with what they call the dosage, which is like the sugar content in, in champagne, the yeah. champagne, right? So I think that a champagne, personally, I, I feel like the champagne needs it because if you if you go super, super dry, super, super dry and, and less dosage, then you can almost get like a, a high acidic taste then. Yeah. And then I don't feel like it complements that well with the, with the Queen's Pearls. Yeah. But if you find that balance of just right of that sugar with the with the yeastiness, with that brioche bread kind of mouth coating feel, then yeah, those bubbles play a big part in that, that whole combination. You know, but I always ask why, because I feel like that pushes you to become either a better uh, educated smoker, drinker, mm -hmm. connoisseur of all good things in yeah. life, or it, it forces you to really focus on the flavors of what you're smoking and drinking. That's, Nicole, that's a great point, because um, Connecticut Shade wrappers, you know, like the Queen's Pearls, they can have a tendency if you if you have a, an excessively dry palate to become sour, right? The, the, the tasting notes of the cigar will, will yeah. tend to become sour if your palate's too dry. That's so right. that's, a, that's a fantastic point. I, uh, I hadn't really thought about it before. I, because sometimes if you have a coffee that is in the morning, you'll have a coffee that's, um, uh, let's say let like an Ethiopian type type of uh bean that's that's slightly under roasted can yeah. tend to have a usually a drying kind of effect on the palate and yeah. i tend to usually if i'm having that type of coffee i usually have a darker cigar with it in the morning instead of a connecticut shade yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick because i'm at a i'm at a critical point so i want to <laughs> let everybody know that with the queen's pearls and king's gold um, these are aluminum bands, which is incredible. Amazing. It's one of my favorites. Um, and I, I've heard a few people say, yeah, right. but I can't get it off. So I want to show everybody yeah. where, where I'm at. Um, I let it get to about here. And by this time, the heat of it has loosened up the glue and I can either peel off this because it's loosened up the glue without ruining the cigar mm -hmm. or if it's struggling a little bit i can simply just slide it yeah slide, slide, it, slide, slide it right off yeah that's what i usually do i usually slide it right off yeah 
But yeah, mine is pretty you know. loose already. I kind of hold it with a delicate touch, so yeah. I can easily, you know, remove it. I sometimes I peel it, but I guess it, it just depends on. Yeah. So what I normally do, even that's not that's not lit anyway. So I really pull the edges a little. So I have those two, and then I pull edge, 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 yeah. edge. Just go back and forth. Edge, edge, and it comes up beautifully. Yeah. 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 And that's, a, that's sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I wanted to mention because I am a, still a new smoker, right? And and then I got like all nerdy on all aspects of smoking because I I not only wanted to love it because when I was first dating Marcel, I was like, yes, of course I love cigars, please. Give me all, all of the ones you would like. <laughs> I was like, oh my, what do I do? I don't know what to do with this thing. But um, <laughs> you know, there are a couple of things that Marcel showed me that I was like, this is like, my mind has just been blown. So there's two things. One is how to know the rate that you're smoking at to get the maximum flavors mm. out of it. So I'm like, I, how the hell do you know, right? Do you smoke too fast? Are you like nervous? So you're just puffing, but then you're like, why does it burn my throat? And it's getting like really peppery. So Marcel told me, well, you can always check the heat if you're overheating your cigar when you smoke it. And yeah. how you do that, he told me, and maybe your uh, listeners and viewers like are way more advanced than I am, but in case there's a new smoker on there, is it okay if I share this tip? Please. Okay. Yes. So, Marcel taught me if you can hold near the burning end of your cigar, if you can hold it with no problem with your fingers without going like, Poof, then you're smoking at a good pace and a good temperature. Right. But if you cannot barely touch the end of your cigar, you're smoking too fast. Right. Just leave it. Just leave it for a couple of minutes and let it catch up. Because otherwise it won't have the, the, the timing of the leaves. They're getting overheated and everything is getting too much combustion. It's too much working. and Yeah. And you start to get these peppery, soury notes coming through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And and this, so this King's Gold, you know, right here by the right by exactly. the lid ends. It's it, it's definitely warm, but it's not it's not too hot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I have to I have to say that. So, my wife and I have been married for twenty three years, and she was never a smoker, and. Bravo. She, she, um, I mean, never a smoker of, of any kind. And then recently, and Garrett can attest to this because my wife and Garrett kind of teamed up together to throw me a birthday party this, this past summer. And, um, at the party, they, they set up, they literally set up a cigar bar outside in, in our backyard and it was fantastic. And, uh, a box of cigars out there and, as we're sitting, you know, I'm smoking my cigar, Garrett, and a couple other of our fellow cigar smokers were smoking. And my brother, who is also not a, never touched tobacco products in his life, said, can I try one of those? I said, of course. Oh, my God. I was so excited and happy. But then but then my wife said, I want to try one of those. And so I cut and lit a cigar for my wife and I'm not going to lie. I felt a certain kind of way about it. I'm not going to get too much. I'm not going to get too into the details, but it, there is, there was something just so just overwhelmingly satisfying about seeing my wife sitting there smoking a cigar and, and actually enjoying it. And she and I have actually sat 
a, a few times since then. Uh, and, and she's starting to work her way into en- enjoying it. And I got to say, man, it's, it's, there's something so deeply satisfying about uh, seeing someone, yeah. you know, especially somebody that you deeply love right. get into this, this hobby that, that, that I've enjoyed for so many years. So, um, amen to that. It's just, amen. yeah, right. I love it. <laughs> when she even said, so as we were setting up this, uh, the cigar bar outside, she was like, I, I might try a cigar later. Maybe she's like, what do you think Matt would say? And I was like, well, pre- be prepared for him to put you over his shoulder and carry you upstairs. That's, <laughs> that's what you should prepare for. So, yeah, no, it's it's right. wonderful when uh, people <laughs> love, try this. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as much as I absolutely am loving the pairing, I'm going to I'm going to shift into my next pairing, uh, which was also recommended by Nicole. So I'm going to go with the Explorer. And I'm gonna pour some. Oh yeah, Florida Cognac. Twelve. Where do we have that bowl? Right there. So here's my question for you guys, um, because I'm also gonna transition. So when you're transitioning from one cigar and pairing to maybe another back to back, is there something that you do to help cleanse or clear your palate for that that next pairing? Well, what helps, I normally just take uh, water with gas because the gas is, is cleaning up your palate. If you're more a sweet, uh, a sweet, a sweeter tooth, you can also go for dark chocolate because that's also cleaning your palate. Sure. Um, you also can try the dark chocolate right with the cigar, which is also great. It depends on, oh, what yeah. on what kind of chocolate you're going to use or you're going to enjoy but for cleaning the palate, I am normally the most neutral is water with gas. Water with gas, otherwise the dark chocolate. And I, I also love to have chocolate with cigars. Um, the, the darker, the better, uh, in Absolutely. my experience. So you should go actually with your Explorer and the rum, a dark chocolate, additionally. So you have all the three wonderful products. You should enjoy it together, which is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. Sadly, my kids ate all the chocolate oh, in the house. That's what they do. Oh. They, my kids eat all the chocolate in the house. Okay. That's okay. We're in the land of chocolate. the best chocolate right. in the world. So we right. prefer to have some bags packed when we come. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Marcel, for the silly Americans who don't understand water with gas. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> carbonated water. Like sparkling water then. Yeah. Sparkling water. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Parking mode, right. The more more intelligent people would get that. Yeah. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Garrett, what what are you going to move into for your next cigar and beverage? Well, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go and grab some chocolate real quick. And then, um, so I've got some root beers here. Um, I have, I've got, oh, and cream soda. And I've got either uh, King's Gold or I've got a Conqueror Lancero. But I actually have chocolate milk on the way. So I'm going to do a Conqueror with some chocolate milk later. But uh, King's Gold and Root Beer? Yeah. I would definitely give it a try. I haven't tried that. Yeah, I've never tried it either. 
well, we're going to do it. I'm going to grab some chocolate and see if you know, what that does. So talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah no worries. So coming back to the Connecticut shade, Matt. Yeah. So the Connecticut shade, the, the tobacco, the seed, Connecticut, has naturally a lower sugar content than all the other tobaccos. That's also a reason why your palate, your, your palate feels a little, little bit dried out, right? Yeah. It also goes into or can go into a little bit of a green grassy kind of aroma in, in certain blends for Connecticut shade. So that's the reason why Henderson and I tried to blend the Connecticut shade. We were, we are both not typical Connecticut shade smokers, not at all. And for us, it was very difficult. I mean, Henderson's dad, he's the master of Connecticut shade since he was Sino Davidoff's personal roller. And he's, he's the Connecticut ma master, right? But yeah. the both of us, we are not really Connecticut shade smokers. For us, it was very hard to blend something which, which sweeps that green grassy kind of flavor a little bit away of that typical Connecticut shade. And 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 all of a sudden we, we 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 did a hit. So and even I love the Queensboro. It's a really great cigar. I mean, I have to say that I'm the producer, right? But it's really great. It's really great. So that the blend we did really balances that green grassy flavor of the Connecticut shade, uh, Connecticut shade a little bit away, which is yeah. I, I think it's just amazing. It's really amazing. Even with, if you go with the Corona, even. Because if you go with a small ring gauge like a Corona or a, a 44 or a 40 for Lancero, the, the Lancero, which we have in limited quantities, where that the wrapper even have a, a, a bigger influence in, in the overall experience of all the flavors of that cigar. Even yeah. It's not that greasy, uh, that grassy green flavor is not there. So, and that's kind of a hard, a hard, um, uh, uh, a hard way to to get over that yeah uh, grease uh, grassy green flavor right so yeah. but i'm really happy with the queen's bros and how it turned out it's just amazing yeah i agree and i smoked one um well i've smoked a few before but yesterday uh there was the uh and garrett can talk about this in a minute but there was a adventura event at ramsey smoke shop here in minnesota yesterday and while i was uh having some conversations with people outside I, I lit up one of the Queen's Pearls uh, in the Toro size. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really is interesting because you're, you really nailed it, Marcel, that a lot of times with those Connecticut Shade wrappers, they're, they end up blended in a way so many times that that sourness really does come just come out naturally mm -hmm. because it's I, I don't think the filler is necessarily balanced Right. And the, the, the Queen's Pearls doesn't have that problem. The Queen's Pearls, in my experience, uh, has it does have the right balance where it the, the filler leaves tone down that sourness and really bring out the 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 bright, fresh kind of forward flavors yeah. that keep it from getting on the back of the palate and yeah. and all that. So I appreciate that about that blend. Maybe one of the reasons why that Connecticut Shade, the Queen's Pearls, turned out so well is because we blended it from scratch, right? Which we yeah. always do. That's also one of the cores or one of the pillars of Adventure Cigar. So we want to always have different kind of, completely different 
kind of flavor profiles with each line than we did with the line before. And some of the producers, in order to get to drop two lines very fast, let's say they start with a Maduro wrapper, and in order to have a second line that just like keep the same blend, but just pull a Connecticut shade, wrap it around, and sell it as a second line. So that knows, I would say 99% of the times that doesn't work well. Yeah. That doesn't work at all. So you really have we always really pay attention to blend it from scratch. And maybe that is one of the key success factors of the Queens books. Yeah. And I have to say this. So I I've, I've had a lot of this Florida Kanye in my life and I've smoked it or I've, I've, I've drank this with many cigars over the years. And, um, this, this Aventura Explorer with the rum, there's something interesting because I've never, as much of this as I've had, I've never pulled out any kind of floral notes. And when I, when I have this rum with the cigar, I get notes from the rum that I've never had before. Uh, there's, there's almost this kind of, and there's a great sweetness to the cigar. Yeah. That's this natural kind of sweetness that comes from it. Uh, even through the retrohale, it's 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 not it's not bitey, it's not peppery. There's yeah, just this nice yeah. kind of sweetness to it, yeah. and I I get this interesting floral note from the rum that I've literally I've I've had probably way too much of this rum in my life, and I've never had this floral note from it before. Interesting, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm somebody who I have a hard time with a retrohale because I have such a sensitive sinus. Yeah, and. I don't, you know, there are very few cigars that I can retro uh, and it's an enjoyable process for yeah, me. Yeah. You know, so just so you know, if you guys can't retro hail, it's not because you're a rookie or anything else. Some people just have a sensitive sinus and it's right. super like for me, it's like um, shoving wasabi in my nose. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, this, everybody does retro hail, you know, but if you, a lot of them they're not doing it on purpose so you just right. get a little bit but you still get a little bit right yeah so, and other people that can do it on purpose and of course you're gonna get all the the whole flavor experience but even though even though you don't do it on purpose you still get a little bit retrohale and that little bit is normally enough you know usually it's enough so it's not right. bad well, you can't do it on purpose so those uh, I had some uh, Baker's dark chocolate nibs, uh huh. And after, um, after that first cigar with the chocolate and still the the palate covered with that Queen's pearls, and just that chocolate was a totally different experience, and it was wonderful. Great, great. I'm glad to hear. Now, King's Gold, and this is the uh, Sprecher Maple. Okay. Ma- what is it's a maple soda? It's a root beer, a root beer. with maple syrup. Oh wow. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, this the explorer. So so typically when I retrohale, I'll I'll only let maybe 30% of the smoke out of my nose and then the rest, you yeah. know, I'll puff, puff out through the mouth. But the explorer the Explorer is smooth enough where you can let the whole thing, yeah. you can, you can 
retrohale the entire puff without any harshness. It's one of the most, the Explorer is one of the most difficult blends we do since, you know, if in, in, in wrappers you have seven primes, right? And if we, if we, we always have to get the middle prime for using, uh, as a wrapper for using for that blend, if we go too high, let's say six or seven, the seventh prime, it gets too, it's get, it gets too spicy, you know? Yeah then the whole blend is going to be coated by the wrapper. So that's very, very difficult since it's a, a, a Mexican hybrid. So it's a, it's a, it's a Cuban seed, but grown in Mexico. Mm. Um, and it's very rare to get this, this wrapper. And, um, we always have to take care that we always get the proper prime in order to create that blend. Otherwise we are not going to do it because that's not, that's not what we want to express with the explore. Yeah. Well, and the, I'll, I'll show this on the camera for those watching the construction, you know, there's absolutely no problem right there. That's, that's what you want to see. You want to see a nice burn line, right? solid ash. It's beautiful. Yeah. But still, I mean, there's always room for mistakes, you know, uh, oh, yeah. made with 157 steps by hand. It's not a machine doing it. So. There also with Adventor, there may are some which are not burning evenly, can happen, plucked hardly never, but also that can happen because it's a handmade product, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you have to be a little bit more flexible when, you know, even I have certain customers that are like, well, it's not burning evenly. I was like, you're smoking a handmade product. Right. That cigar is not even pushed into the cellophane by a machine. It's made by hand. Yeah. Pushing by hand, the box is made by hand. The hinges from the box are going to be on the box by hand. Yeah, it's no machine doing it. So it's a lot of work, and with every handmade product, there can be mistakes. And I think it's just okay. You know, it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's we say that to people all the time on the show that you know, uh, if if the if the burn line starts to go a little sideways. Don't worry about it. Nine times out of 10 on a, even on a handmade product, that burn line is probably just right. keep smoking it, keep smoking it slowly and work your way through it. And it's probably going to correct itself. If it doesn't get out your lighter, gently touch up that burn right. line and just yeah. keep smoking and enjoying it. It's, yeah. uh, it, it, it's, it's part of the experience really is, right is watching watching what the cigar does as it burns I, and that's sort of the you know for us we 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 nerd out about it and that's really part of the experience is not only enjoying the flavors and the aromas of the cigar but but really just kind of seeing seeing what the cigar does as it burns it's yeah. it's all part of it yeah and also your daily condition you're, you're 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 never the same the next day right so your daily condition also is part of the whole game and also the environment you're going to smoke it. Is it windy? I personally don't, I'm not going to light up a cigar while it's windy because that's, you know, yeah. I hardly feel anything while smoking a cigar while it's windy. Or is it cold out? You know, you're not going to enjoy, you're not comfortable, you're freezing, your hands are cold and you try to smoke a cigar. It's just not enjoyable, right? So yeah. that, or if you're like hardcore, you can and you're, you, you, you don't give a sh about about the cold weather just you know maybe it, it works for you for me it doesn't so when i've got a i've got a buddy who uh 
uh, well, a couple of them who ride motorcycles and smoke cigars. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and they smoke while they're riding? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, wow. Yeah. I, so, I don't think I could do that. So Jim, you know, a good friend of mine, Jim, well, and Todd also, they, they smoke. And I asked Jim, um, I said, yeah, but how does this cigar perform? And he's like, oh, it's a shit show, but I just, I do it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I guess if you know, you know, that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that this speaks to also the, the kind of hands that you're in with, with the producer like Marcel and, and Henderson too. These guys are like, we have a lounge here, obviously. And, and when we have a full house and we have customers and everybody's smoking, Marcel is the only one, he probably loves the cigars the most out of everyone in the room, but he's the only guy not smoking right. because he cannot hold conversations with so many people and he refuses to not focus attention on what he's smoking. Yeah. So he would rather sit, enjoy the company, speak with everybody, answer questions, and then when everyone leaves, that's when he smokes right. the cigar. Right. So it's like this, not just smoking to smoking, like this guy takes it beyond seriously when he's, when he's smoking a cigar. Well, I'm just not that enjoying it then. I'm here for the customers, I'm here for the guests. They have questions that I'm happy to, to answer. So I want to focus myself on them. And yeah. once everybody left, I can enjoy my cigar, right? So yeah. it's also a very personal thing. So yeah, there's no recommendation. Also for, for pairings, there is what works for me doesn't work necessarily work for you. So you just have to try it, you know? Yeah. All right, now I'm going into the different root beer, which okay. is uh, Liftbridge. Uh, it's a uh, microbrewery here in Stillwater, Minnesota, and it's it's fantastic. So this is uh, yeah, this is a little bit more birchy. Um, ooh, <laughs> somebody's excited. Yeah, exactly. So here's how it's different. The the maple was a a, a nice, uh, more of a sweet. Brought the sweet things together. Uh, this birchie, you can actually taste some more of the the bite. It it uh, brings out some more of the the brighter notes, and um, you get a little bit of a, a tingle that okay. you don't get with the maple. Yeah, that's that's why I like the the stuff from Liftbridge is because it's not overly sweet, and so many root beers are are in, in my opinion undrinkable because they're too okay. sweet. Hundred percent. I think I'm going to switch to the Navigator, and thank you, darling. Um, yes, please. Okay. Uh, then what I love with the Navigator is a Port. Port wine. So I am actually going to follow suit and I am going to, I am going to follow you down this road. I, so I picked, uh, so port is something that I've had only a handful of times in my life. So I actually picked some up this morning. Okay. So I got a, I got a tawny port. It is a, uh, it's from Portugal. Yes. Port wines are—it's kind—it of, has to be from in order to be considered a port wine. It's like champagne; you cannot call it champagne unless it is from the Champagne region in France, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I prefer the um, tawny port with yeah. an, instead of a ruby port. 
and it's simply um, because a matter of how they age it and they do it in barrels instead of steel stainless steel vats so the the navigator is, is probably one of our most complex blends it has tobaccos from five different countries in, in, in this cigar. And it has a very like mineralic um, sweetness to it, but but it it's a minerally sweetness. It's not like a, a sugar sweetie. So I really love the earthiness and that um, nuttiness that comes from a tawny port, especially an old one um, that it kind of, really combines all of those all of those mineralic tones together with the navigator yeah that's so so the 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 tawny port i have i just poured a little bit right here and i'm just gonna um do what i i always i always smell everything before i drink it yeah it's got a really sweet really sweet aroma to it kind of uh yeah, there's a little earthiness even in the in the aroma yeah. of this tawny port. Yeah. And I'm gonna go in and take a little sip before I light up the uh, light up the cigar. Good. And I hope everyone is taking notes of what Marcel is doing. Oh yeah, this. it's true. Uh, this is fantastic, and 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 don't only do this for your spouses, but for a good friend that you're giving right. a cigar to to cut it and pre-light it that is that's rock star so <laughs> that's full service what's that i said do people do it any other way they do i'm joking they do. <laughs> yeah usually they just hand you the cigar and say here here's a cutter here's a lighter and I mean, this might be considered chivalry with, you know, a spouse or a girlfriend or, you know, a partner, whatever, but, uh, friends should cut and light cigars. And I'm guilty of, uh, not doing that. And so Marcel, thank you for uh, modeling. That's all the service we provide to guests. We always light up cigars for every guest. I mean, some books, they say, don't do it because because a true aficionado is doing it on his own. But I think it's a very nice gesture also for, of course, the wife especially, but also for guests or also friends, of course. Yes. Yeah. So I was going to say, um, Matt, for this 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 port wine, right? The 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 um, vinification is the same essentially as as when you make regular wine, except for what they add just before the fermentation is completed so they add a distillate which is essentially a, another alcohol and what it does is it cuts off the fermentation process but it leaves a uh, residual sugars in there and yeah. it also increases alcohol right so that's typically why people serve it um in specific port wine glasses and with a very small pour as like an after dinner drink or something like this. But that sweetness is definitely compounded um, in there just because of the vinification uh, process. But I really love these like beautiful, like amber tones, like super rich and dark, you know? And yeah. This one's I 40 years of age, by the way. Oh yeah. 40, oh my gosh. 
Where do you have here? Yeah, the one I have is 12. Yeah, it's a Taylor's 40 years. That is beautiful. My yeah. goodness. And it's 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 got this rich the one I have, I mean it's only it's only a 12 year, but it's it really does it it's really a dessert, you know, uh beverage. It's it's got a lot of sweetness to it, but there's also complexity, which is good because I think it goes nicely with uh with the cigar. Because like you said, Nicole, this cigar has a lot of complexity as well. Yeah, I love this combination. Love, love, love this combination. Mm. it's really amazing and this is the new um francis d the corona of the navigator that we just launched this year and um in q2 and i know a lot of people they rival this specific one with the king's gold so we had like king's gold hardcore fans that were like no i'm not giving up my king's gold for anything and we were like could you please for the love of god just try this corona and then they were like Okay, fine. <laughs> like it's, it, but it is crazy the the, the differences and the nuances yeah. that you get, and I, with the port that saltiness, this minerally, oh, just yeah. great combination. Yeah, and there is with the cigar. You're you're totally right. There's there's this um, sort of earthy mineral. You know, um, I usually when I'm doing a cigar review, I'll use terms like limestone and stuff like that that um that i get and there's there's some of that with the cigar but there's also there's also sweetness on the back end of the cigar but it's just it's just a hint of it that goes that goes so well with the port um this is going to be i'm not lying this is going to be one of my go-tos now for after dinner because the one of the best experiences i had with port years ago my wife and i and some friends there's uh, there's a restaurant in Minneapolis that um, sort of specializes in uh, fondue. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and it's it called really it's called pot. the melting yeah it's called the melting pot. And I've been there. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So we we were at that restaurant uh, years ago with some friends, and uh, so after dinner we actually got up from our table and we went over to the bar area in the restaurant and just sat and. Uh, had some drinks and I ordered a glass of port and I don't know what everybody else ordered, but we just sat and talked and uh, sadly I couldn't have my cigar with me, but, but it was just, that was one of my best experiences with port. And I, and I said, I, I went all out that night. I said, give me the best port you have. And the port they served me was absolutely incredible. Uh, this, this one is no slouch that I have. Uh, but, but, uh, it's having this port with this cigar now it's this is going to be one of my regular go-tos i never would have tried to put these these together and it's so thank you nicole for the suggestion (laughs) i just uh i just tried another new thing i had cream soda Mm -hmm. it's uh what is it Uh, you have a lovely assistant absolutely Yeah, you've got you've got an assistant off camera. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you guys are uh, no strangers to Raul in Minnesota. He also was uh, pivotal in covering for me uh, at cigars and baseball, and was uh, live with Matt at the show. Has been a huge advocate of Adventura here in the Twin Cities area, and um, and a great friend. Glad to call him brother, and 
came up to the cabin to to help out do some work and now we get to just hang out the rest of the weekend smoke cigars and and hang out so cheers to Raul. absolutely absolutely well, thank you uh this cream soda it's called mini donut cream soda oh okay that's gotta be good <laughs> you guys now i and i know that people aren't going to set up a array of of different yeah. beverages every time that's just not you know uh, but I got to say, going from these different root beers to this cream soda, there are so many parties happening in my mouth right now. <laughs> it is... okay. I'm having such a good time going from one to another. So did you, did you guys say, when I was talking about the melting pot, did you guys say you've been there? I have specifically been to that exact one that you're referring yeah. to. Yeah, and I have okay. been to the melting pot. But not okay. But also Switzerland is like the land of fondue. The land of melting pot. The land of cheese. Yeah. Yeah. It's um and I'll I'll be honest, I'm I'm full disclosure, the I I'm I'll I'll be as nice about this as I can. The food at Melting Pot is not bad, but it's not fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's re it's really an experience restaurant. It's more about it's more about community and friends than it is about the food. The yeah. food is fine. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. It's just, it's really more about uh, relationship and experience at the melting pot than anything else. Um, there's also a great, uh, if you can believe it in Minneapolis, there's actually a great sushi place, uh, which is hard to find in, in landlocked Minnesota, but there's a great sushi place called seven um, that I have also um, spent a fair amount of time at Um and they also have a great selection of port on their wow. on their wine list, and I've I've had a few nice ones at at Seven as well. And the sushi there is incredible. So if okay. you like sushi and you're in Minneapolis, go to Seven because yeah. it's very very good. Did you try it together with the sushi? No, or it was after, after it was after dinner was okay. over. Although that's a I should try that to have maybe I don't know Pony Port with sushi. I it might be great. I don't know. Yeah, sushi is so delicate. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah pretty interesting what we've been doing lately um we've been trying to infuse not just the pure tones of the um spirit itself but also combination of so uh, marcel is the king of making like a negroni or an old-fashioned or oh. a Latin. and what we've been doing is taking the smoke from a cigar and we trap uh, an herb, let's say rosemary, oregano, thyme. We trap it um, under the glass with the smoke. And we let that kind of infuse yeah. not just the glass, but also the herb that you're using. And then when you release that and then pour the, the drink in after you've, of course, measured and shaken or stirred, depending upon who you are, um, then this whole like whew, combination of almost setting up your palate for what is coming is such a cool cool fun thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's uh, and there's a place in uh stillwater minnesota uh called brick and bourbon that mm -hmm. does a lot of uh they do some great work with cocktails and i i love a good quality uh, negroni when you said negroni my eyes lit up i it's, it's a it's one of my favorite cocktails and they do they do a smoked negroni so they'll they'll okay. they'll fill the glass with uh uh with applewood smoke Oh, and, then, nice. and then pour the Negroni in the glass, and it's 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 such a great experience. Nice. 
And I'm I'm going to experiment a little bit right now. As mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love the the combination that I have going right now with the Navigator and the Tawny Port. But ju- I'm just going to quickly experiment, and I'm going to fire up again the the Explorer and take a few puffs of the Explorer with the Tawny Port, just because I'm curious. I just want to see. I just want to see what I get. And that's one of the great things about it. And I, I encourage everybody to do this is sit down, grab four, four cigars out of your humidor, different cigars, totally different cigars, and then grab four totally different beverages and just sit down and pour just a little, just a little bit of each beverage and just go back and forth and just try out different things. Because, um, uh, first of all, why the hell not? Uh, but you can you can just come up with some some cool new combinations that you never thought uh, were possible. I am absolutely gonna go out and grab some chocolate milk later today and try the chocolate milk with the King's Gold. Mm-hmm. No, the Conqueror okay. wasn't it the Conqueror. Conqueror. with the, oh, with the you Conqueror. may also try with the King's Gold with know. the Conqueror though. Yeah, chocolate milk is ready. <laughs> so I'm gonna let this um, develop a little bit more. I just had some chocolate with it to just refresh and start over because why not mm-hmm. and it's you got like i feel like so many people are missing out <laughs> like i am at disney world right now in my mouth <laughs> i'm on I've so never, many rides i gotta i gotta remember that disney world in my mouth that's a little it's a little weird but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with it i'll accept it he had, <laughs> he had a bad pass. Was not waiting in line. He thought every ride. Yeah, exactly. No lines. It's the best time. Yeah, there's no lines right here. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So I'll be honest. Just a a couple puffs back on the Explorer with the Tawny Port. It's it's not. I, I told. I think Nicole nailed it. That the the pairing with the uh with the navigator is way better because the the tawny port has so much sweetness to it right and the the explorer also has its own natural tobacco sweetness to it and i think it's it's a pairing i think that works but i think the contrast is way better yeah with the uh with the navigator because you get the the earthiness and the, the just a tiny little hint of pepper, yeah. I think goes so much better with the the sweetness from the tawny port. I think you nailed it. I think the Explorer is also a little bit more bold in flavor. Yeah, the Navigator, and also the, the the rum is more bold, so I think that combination works very well. While the tawny is a little bit lighter, and also the Navigator is a little bit lighter. It's not as bold as the Explorer. Yeah. Can we can we talk a little bit about the importance of saliva when um, pairing and enjoying different flavors? Because if you have a dry palate, mm-hmm. the flavors are not going to be there. We need saliva for flavors. Okay. Now, what would you say? Do you have you ever really thought about or gone down the rabbit hole of those who spit during cigar smoking and how that could maybe uh, affect the experience. Cause some cigar smokers do like to spit during yeah. 
during smoking. Yeah. Well, never even. Never I do not. That is not. I don't do that. I never have. <laughs> Raul, Raul does. I know Raul does. I I thought Raul was was uh, was was chewing tobacco while he was smoking a cigar f- a few weeks ago because he was con- he had a cup with him and he was constantly spitting and I was like oh no he's not chewing tobacco he's just smoking a cigar and and spitting. Hi Raul. Hello. I used to chew tobacco. I think that's what it's like ah. a hangover from that. Oh okay. All right. Yeah, that's uh, I, I I'm not uh, I I just smoke my cigar and drink my drink. That's pretty much pretty yeah, much it for me. No, if I'm outside every once in a while I'll <clears throat> I'll spit, but um I found that while I'm indoors typically I taste more cuz that saliva is so important to um uh how our palate Rep, uh, receives those different flavors. Yeah, well, and and there's some there's some tobacco primings and some tobacco varietals that yes, that cause salivation. Yeah, and I think Marcel nailed it too earlier with cleaning the palate because um, the effervescence in in carbonated water helps bring out more saliva on your palate, which honestly that can help just with tasting in general with anything, whether you're tasting wines or coffees yeah. or chocolates, having, having that, the, the, uh, it just helps bring it out. It causes, you know, causes you to produce more saliva, which can help you taste things a little bit more accurately. So in, 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 uh, in red wine, I mean, also cigar, uh, contains tannins. Yeah, that's Tannins are like producing these salivas, right? So, and of course, there are like, for instance, the Connecticut shade has that uh, because it, the Connecticut shade has a lower sugar content mm-hmm. than tobacco itself, the seed, it produces more spit, right? So, it's the same with the tannins. And also, ammonia, if, if the ammonia content of a cigar, because it's maybe a little fresher than another one, can also cause. Uh, producing more spit that's that's absolutely true yeah yeah i have a question real quick for all you guys do it smoking about a year and a half so you think i'm losing flavor when i'm spitting or i'm not activating my my palate enough i say you play with it i I don't think i don't think you're necessarily losing flavor i don't think so Uh -uh. yeah i'd say it's just the way your body works you you naturally if you naturally produce a lot of saliva that's it's all good but if you're spitting to a place where your mouth is starting to get dry, mm-hmm. drier, then maybe try and cut back on that spitting. Let that saliva just be there and play with it. This is all about playing with it. Play with flavors. Play with how we enjoy stuff. Oh, I love Mitchell's comment here. As Matt Booth would say, taking your face hole to pound town. That's right. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Happening right now in my face, and the uh, the the navigator and the tawny port is taking my face hole to pound town. And I, I <laughs> Nicole, you have you have given me a lifelong pairing now, and I I appreciate it. I knew we were going to be friends. No, it's it's I get to take advantage. You know, Marcel's also a sommelier, so I get to take advantage of this like wealth of knowledge of these nuances. And plus, I feel like um, the Europeans they. I mean, the prohibition kind of ruined it for us, right? 
so we, the Americans, we, we kind of see this, uh, the alcohol thing sometimes as a, you're just drinking it to sort of inherit a certain effect. And in Europe, I mean, the, the, they've been, it's part of the meal, essentially, you know, it's part of the, the meal to have certain wines, to have certain things. It's part of celebrations in life. It's part of, so I, I think that in, in, in an essence where you get to look at it from a different perspective entirely, where it's not seen as like something um, abnormal to have in the evenings or, or during lunch, a glass or something like that. It just is what it is, but as part of the meal, then you get to take a different perspective on, on flavors. And then it no longer becomes like, well, I better, I better make sure I take the most of this because it's, it's a one-time thing or we're having it at this specific dinner or, you know, so culturally, I, I feel like the expansion of that also really helps. But then again, I, I'm on the other side for those that don't drink or, do, you know, don't prefer alcohol to really go like as far left and right as you can with tasting things, you know, like you said with the orange juice, but be smart about orange juices. Like, you know, we love fresh squeezed orange juice and we love these specific oranges from Valencia, Spain. And the, like, it makes a freaking difference. So yeah. if you, if you know, you're not going to go the route, the alcoholic route, which is completely fine, but be adventurous on the other side too. So don't just say, I, I have sparkling water or, I take a Coke or, you know, whatever to try, try all these other ones because the experience is uplifted and, and as well-rounded as, as you can make it, you know? Yeah. So I am, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to grab some champagne from Ooh. the Ooh. Mm -hmm. Talk amongst awesome. yourselves. I'm just going to slide off camera here. I think Matt needs an assistant too. Yeah, Matt, you need an assistant over there. Uh, right. Yeah, tell me about it. Awesome. Okay, so you guys are in Z just outside of Zurich, basically, right. right? And what is the name of your shop? It's called Cubadoro. <laughs> Cubadoro? Cuban gold, basically, because I started just with Cuban cigars. But at I got at the point where, I mean, I'm selling currently, let's say, 20% Cubans and 80% non-Cubans. But um, since I figured out where the good stuff is, it's coming from, right? But the, the, the name was already out there and a lot of people knew it uh, already. So I didn't want to change it anymore. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, Matt, uh, I hope you do the whole celebration. Open up the... Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, there's, 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 you know, delicate lighting and stuff in here. I don't want the cork to go awry and, you know cause a blackout <laughs> so for for full disclosure this is not as as nicole mentioned already this what i have here is not a true champagne this is not a product of france uh this this is actually um, this is a product of spain uh -huh. uh, and it was actually recommended by uh, the proprietor at the shop that I purchased it from. I said, I'm looking for a, a good uh, sparkling wine in the champagne yeah. type of yeah. type of beverage that is not crazy expensive, but right. still has just the right balance of dryness and sweetness. And they said, this one is absolutely uh, cool. the one for you. So it is uh, Berberana. Grand Tradition uh, Cava Semi Seco from Spain. Yeah. 
and it, it okay. came highly recommended. Okay. And it has been it has been chilling for a good long time, and I am going to very carefully open this bottle right now. I'm wincing, and there we go. That was a clean. Good job. And I have the proper glassware. I'm hoping it's not quartz. I know, right? And there we go. I probably poured myself too much, but who the hell cares? We don't. There we go. As you can see. Cheers. Beautiful effervescence. Cheers. I'm going to take a little sip. A little little nose first. Oh yeah, that's classic sparkling wine, clean, bright, citrusy. Yeah. What kind of size do you have on the Queen Sparrows with that call? So I have the Royal Return, uh, the Robusto. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to fire that up right now. And this, yeah, this, uh, I'll use the word champagne, but this this sparkling wine from Spain yeah. is, it's very nice, actually. It's, they do good stuff. Yeah. It's not it's not too dry. It's not too sweet. It's kind of, it's, it's right in the middle where I like it. My wife prefers sweeter, more Asti type yeah. um, sparkling yeah. wines. Oh, I yeah. prefer, I'm, I'm more on the drier end. Of, I like drier. Yeah. Um, sparkling wines and I like drier wines in general. Yeah, me too. Usually. Um, although I mix it up sometimes, but usually I like drier red and reds and whites. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just say if everybody can take a peek at this ash? It's like so pretty, right? Look at that. Oh my gosh. I have ash envy. She's pretty, right? That is very nice. And she's going away now. But oh, that's another thing too. What the um, how's the navigator that's constructed that way? The conquer. No, the conquer. The conquer. Who do Garrett? Do you have the conquer still? Conquer. So the construction of that was actually blended and rolled so that. It is intended to have a who to smoke it so the ash stay gets really long. Because oh. you the I mean why am I telling you guys this? I'm just figuring this out for myself, so everything new is exciting to me. Um the you get those little nuances of all those flavors the longer you keep everything intact, right? So and also the less oxygen is able to like seep through once you stack it up. So the conquer was actually intended to kind of become this like very long, low and slow kind of long ash, yeah. Very southern barbecue, whole roasted pig thing. All right, cleansing my palate. Just ate some chocolate. Gonna drink some water. I've got my chocolate milk queued up here. I'm excited. I. You guys, I mean, today, can we, can we do this like, um, every week? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to say every day, but I didn't want to be too overbearing. <laughs> this, yeah, this, I, I am, I, I'm absolutely having a ball right now just with this experience. And so I'll be honest, I, I don't drink a lot of sparkling wines or champagnes. I do typically for, you know, it's special occasion yeah. uh, beverage. And I, I am absolutely just in after the, the, the first uh, few sips and first few puffs, this is another home run when it's it comes to Paris. Yeah. It's normally or usually very difficult to pair a cigar with wine, right? But since it's sparkly, and if you have a very well-balanced Connecticut shade blend and you have a sparkling wine, especially those semi seco ones, which are a little bit sweeter than the super dry ones, that goes perfectly fine. But red, red wine or any other white wine, which is non-sparkling, it's difficult because the cigar is normally overpowering the whole wine. But with the sparkling wine, that usually goes very well. Yeah, the, and I, I'll say, so what I mentioned a, a few minutes ago about the fact that my wife likes sweeter, uh, even sparkling wines, you know, more the Asti style, yeah. but I like the drier. I don't think, I don't think this pairing would go as well with a sweeter sparkling wine because the, no, the, the effervescence mixed with the, the slightly drier feel on the palate from this particular sparkling wine yeah. really puts the sweetness of the cigar at the forefront. Yeah. It's incredible. I absolutely am in love with this. <laughs> I think he yeah. likes the chocolate milk and the <laughs> 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 Somebody He's having a moment. It's crazy, right? It's crazy, I know. <laughs> so you know, going from all the different cigars that we've had today, um, and then I light up the the Conqueror, and it's immediate with that spice and that bite, and your mind goes, "How is this going to go with the the sweetness and and creaminess of of a chocolate milk?" You know, it seems so juxtaposed to each other that they. But what is happening right now? Well, I know my wife and I are supposed to go to dinner later, and she's driving. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this bottle—I think this bottle is going to be gone. That's good. Um, so be, I also want another bottle. I want to bring back up the the uh, the topic of tannins, and for those who don't know, um, teas are very high in tannin content. Yeah. And so when you, especially the, uh, the green teas, uh, black teas have a lot less tannins, but if you are drinking a, a, a majority black tea and you're smoking a, a cigar, your palate can actually get super dried out and it's uh, a, not a great combination if you're not supplementing it with something else. Okay. I love to pair my, uh, when I'm doing teas, and I should have had some, but the um, uh, Lapsing Sushong, which is a Chinese black tea that has been smoked. Okay. And so, so good. Um, 
But if you're drinking that tea constantly and having that cigar, your palate will completely dry up. It'll get bitter. It'll get sour. So to have some water in there to, to mix it up or some other beverage is, is, is key to that process. And that's because of those tannins yeah. that we were talking about. And that's a great point. And so, and Marcel, I didn't realize you were a sommelier and I've, I, I'm, uh, I'm a fanboy of just the whole world of wine, of, of wine. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still learning. Uh, and I've, I've become sort of nerding out on online when it comes to wines and watching, watching documentaries about sommeliers and becoming a sommelier and things like that. And one of the things and and I think I love the fact that the wine and the cigar world have so many similarities to them. Yes. And one of the things that a sommelier said on a documentary I watched um, a while ago that I was like, that is so true for the cigar world. Also, he said, when you're a sommelier, you you drink so many wines that sometimes your palate gets fatigued. And you you find yourself craving wines that actually refresh your palate. Yeah. And we found this, Garrett and I have talked about this. We've found the same thing with cigars, that we smoke so many cigars that are deep and rich and heavy and peppery right. and full-bodied. Right. And there's those wine, there are those cigars are great. We love those cigars, but we found ourselves craving cigars that were refreshing for lack of a better term cigars that were mild yet flavorful that had bright notes that kind of woke our palates up have you have you found the same thing yeah absolutely yeah so there are cigars so our goal is always maybe it was not with the king's goal because that's something or that's a blend which is very bold and heavy and that's something you for me personally i enjoy end of the day right and maybe I can smoke five, or maybe some people can. But I, for me, it's, that's something like that's the that's the peak, right? So that's that's cigar. End of the day, I'm gonna enjoy at last, right? So and and all the others, all the other brands, Navigator, Conquer, Explore, they are meant to be to be like if you had one, you right up want to smoke another one, and right want to smoke another one, and it's not covering your palate. Or is it as bold as you think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm done for today, right? So absolutely, 100%. I also go, I uh, like to go, I, I had some really, really great cigars from other producers, but I thought there's great, but it's one cigar and maybe my yeah. last. And then I'm done because my, my, my palate is coded. I cannot smoke any other cigars anymore because it's so bold. And uh, absolutely, yeah. You're totally right. And same with wine. Yeah. yeah. And I'm getting this really interesting thing right now. And so we, when we review cigars, we, we try to keep our reviews as simple as possible. But every once in a while, a flavor note or an aroma note jumps out that it, it sounds really weird, but we just have to say it. And I'm getting this note right now with this sparkling wine and this Queen's Pearl that is almost like it's almost like cake, like vanilla cake. <laughs> it's it's absolutely incredible. I, I don't think I've ever gotten that before from a pairing. I am in love with this. Yeah. That's why I, we, we really, well, 
yeah, why I, I especially love it with the champagne or a sparkling wine because a lot of times that yeastiness will offer the, this like brioche, you know, ready taste. But then, like I said, when we were talking about the dosage earlier, that sugar content, and then you have it also with the Queen's Pearls a little bit, sometimes it just all comes together and it's like heaven, you know? So that, yeah. that definitely the, that yeastiness lends to this baked kind of sugary, yeah. yummy, fluffy cake essence. I love it. And we, we talked about this recently um, a few times, but so there's sort of this notion out there in the cigar world, and it's been there for many years, I think, that people say if you're going to smoke multiple cigars in a day, that the the common notion is that you you smoke your mildest cigar in the morning. And then as the day progresses, you work your way up to your strongest, boldest cigar. And I'll be honest, I've kind of flipped that upside down. Garrett and I both have talked about that in the last year or two that we actually do the opposite now Yeah, where we smoke the bolder cigars with, with, with coffee in the morning. And then, because when you think about it, what comes at the what comes at the end of a meal is something that's sweet and light and maybe even refreshing and that's what i've be, i've found myself craving at the end of the day is is a cigar and a beverage that's sweet and and flavorful and refreshing instead right. of bold and heavy and right. Right. and rich yeah i also play with that always back and forth and how I feel, you know, I, I adjust myself to also start sometimes with the boldest one. And, and, and even for, I mean, if you, if you take the boldest cigar by the end of the day, your palate is already heavily coated for all the stuff you've eaten, all the, the drinks you've, you've been drinking the whole day. So it maybe it's already too coated and then you yeah. can feel the, the whole flavor profile of that specific cigar. So it, to flip it around, or just do it the other way. It's 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 really a great idea. Yeah, we've 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 loved experimenting with that yeah. over the last couple of years. So, Garrett, I have a question for you. Is it is it time? Um, yes. Are you yep. sure? I'm sure. You think it's time? I think it's time. All right. It is now time for this week's numero de los muertos. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, Numero de los Muertos on How About That Cigar Live is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In.
All right. Numero de los Muertos brought to you by Smokey and episode 127. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? All right. So Nicole and Marcel, we play this game where I give a number and okay. it's up to our guest guests, uh, Matt and our viewers to try and figure out how these people died. Sounds okay. morbid, but it's fun. <laughs> so a 20 year average, 200 people die from this in this place. 20 year average age? No, 20 year average um, statistically. So, so over the so last, over 20, the last years, 20 years, 20 people or 200 people a year have died from this. Okay. Correct. In, but in it's a, you said it's in a particular place. Yep. So we have to, okay. You're giving us double duty this week. We have to name not only a cause, but a place. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um... So it's, it's yes or no. It's uh 20 questions type uh, style. Uh -huh. Um, and um, uh, our first guest pairing a cigar with chocolate milk, definitely <laughs> not going to die from this. No, yeah, you're not. No, you're going to you're you're actually going to gain years. Mm -hmm. You're going to live longer from doing that. Um, OK, so let's try to narrow down the place first. Uh, is it North America? No. Uh, is it Europe? It is. Okay. okay. Uh, huh. All right. I'm, I'm just going to go right in. Is it Switzerland? Partially. Okay. Ooh. Okay. But then we have to come up with a cause also. Yeah. Hiking? Partially. Okay. So, um, it is a bit of a broader category, uh -huh. but hiking is included in that category. Winter sports. Partially. Okay. Base jumping. Also included. Also included. Mm -hmm. Are there are there vehicles involved? No. No, no vehicles. Huh. Paragliding. Um, no, so Mark actually has the closest guess so far. Uh-huh. Okay. Mark. So, um, Mark, I'm going to give you the location. It is the Alps. Uh-huh. And um, so is it they, Avalanche? No, it's not Avalanche. It's actually... Um, oh, we did Avalanche. Didn't you do Avalanches once? I did, but I did North America. Um, okay. And uh, I was looking for avalanches in the Swiss Alps, and it was wasn't uh, real great. Okay. Um, Good to naked, know. Yeah, naked snowboarding. Really? Yeah. <laughs> These Europeans Raul, do it. Come on, Raul. Yeah. Raul, come on, man. <laughs> And freezing to death. No. So I'm just going to, um, I, I think Mark basically pretty much it, it's, uh, 
um, any act, um, they were, it was categorized as mountain activities. Okay. In Alps, and it included all of these things. So um, everything from base jumping to skiing, snowboarding, hiking, um, all of the things. 200 people a year die in the Swiss Alps from mountain activities. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That doesn't surprise me. Have you seen the mountains here? It's insane. I haven't. I hope to one day. I haven't. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the, the pictures, but that just doesn't. That's like yeah. saying you've seen pictures of Denali, and then as you drive <laughs> into Alaska, you're like, how are things that large? You guys have to prepare yourself. Garrett and I are going to come and crash your place one of these days. Hey, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. What's the, uh, what's the flight situation? So typically out of Atlanta. Or New York. Or New, New York, York. Oh, sure. yeah. or New York. Yeah. And it's pretty easy from the East Coast. I mean, I used to do it before I moved here. We, you know, we had a long distance relationship and uh, we would see each other probably twice a month. Yeah. So really? the New York is pretty easy. If you take the uh, red eye, it's just uh, six and a half hours yeah. coming here because of the jet stream. Yeah. So you get here much faster. And uh, yeah. going going back is uh, eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep. All right. right. Tomorrow. You have plenty of time. We'll have breakfast and cigars ready. Right. Nice. Maybe not that soon, but we'll we'll make it out there to visit you guys one of these days. Yeah, it's a great it's a great place. It's literally the bubble of the entire world. Like nice. there's no crime. There's no kids hungry here. There's yeah, everyone truly takes the outdoor thing seriously, which is we have a small population here. You know, it's we only have just over eight million people. So yeah, two hundred to die. That's in, in, by doing outdoor sports. I mean, that's and most of those people are probably probably uh, travelers or tourists who are who are there to take in the the skiing scene and think they have the chops to actually ski the Alps and then realize I don't have I, I suck at skiing when they yeah. get. Do you do ski, Marcel? No, I used to because I don't know. It's not. I'm not the typical winter sports guy um, because my dad he had to, he had to take the decision being a professional skier or mm -hmm. taking a a real job, right? So he he has chosen a real job by the end. So as uh, I was skiing as like I started at three, I guess, and it for me it was kind of like you you kind of have to right i never had really fun with it so and then when i got older a bit i especially stopped it but yeah you, tourists, you know it's always a queue everywhere standing line and then going up and then you have to you have to because the slopes are very certain slopes are very slow so you have to wait in order if you want to really carving down really have to wait until all the people are gone and i was like you know no yeah. <laughs> not anymore also you know that we're like a huge smoking country like per capita switzerland yeah. and germany let i mean i don't have the statistics from this year because the u.s is definitely gonna spank the rest of the world mm -hmm. in terms of numbers and they also did last year but not by much um germany and switzerland per capita had was right on the tail of, of u.s sales for adventura and i would say smoking cigars everywhere 
is much more acceptable yeah. here than in the U.S. And I mean, every, almost every single restaurant, you are able to either go to a, a separate room, a lounge. Uh, they all have these cigar lounges or places that you can enjoy. This is definitely part of more part of the culture here than it is a, mm. a singular thing. That makes me very happy to hear, honestly. There are, I think there, there are too few places in the world that allow consenting adults uh, a place to sit and enjoy a cigar or a pipe. Yeah. yeah. Well, Garrett, that was a good one. That was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right, so guys, we have a couple lightning round questions for you. They are completely non-cigar related. So for the first one, I'm going to start with Nicole. Okay. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Ooh, living person. Okay. I know this is called lightning round, but my lightning is quite slow at this moment. Um, That's all right. That's totally normal. Oh, oh wait, living. I would say geez, this is a tough one. Marcel, do you have your answer? Yeah. Yeah. Phil Mickelson. <laughs> or the golfer. Yeah. So I why would you, why do you want to know what's going on inside his head? Because I want to know his swing thoughts. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. Really he's doing his swing really smooth and always nails it. And and he's um, he's the oldest golfer winning a major just recently, and it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, sure. that's actually that's a good point. He is he probably has no thoughts. That's the reason why I hit the ball so properly, <laughs> and I had thousands, and that's probably the reason why I sometimes suck. <laughs> okay, I have mine now. Okay, all right. It's Michael Jordan. Okay, which one? And I'm gonna t let you in on a little secret here. I actually have played basketball with Michael Jordan. What? Yes. So in my younger days, I was an athlete. I mean, I still have, but not to that extent. Um, and I went to his basketball camp at UC Santa Barbara. And out of all the kids that went to this camp, we uh, we were had had the opportunity to play around the world, the game around the world, uh, with him, and he chose me. And I was playing for a pair of his shoes. And if there's anything that I've learned from him at this point, okay, it's to be paranoid about everything and overprepared because I made it all around the world with this game and I missed my last free throw. Oh. And you can't choke, right? That is like the deadly, the deadliest sin you can make. So, and uh, I, I really think that that guy has the fortitude like no other athlete that I've seen but also not just in his skill set, but how to be um, a team leader and really like galvanize a group to become a unit. So Michael Jordan for sure is, is, is my pick. I love it. I'm super jealous that you got to play basketball with Michael Jordan. That's fantastic. 
<laughs> that was pretty pretty incredible. All right, so Marcel, you're first on this next question. Okay. If you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Um, uh, probably ACDC. <laughs> Highway to Hell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What about you, Nicole? Oh, this is going to be bad, but I for sure would go with some uh, Dr. Dre. Mm. Oh, I love it. Love it. All day. I love would definitely it. go to LA to the party, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So let's go with you have to let's and Nicole, you're first on this next one. Choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a hockey goal as the goalie or score a soccer goal as the goalie. Touchdown as the defensive lineman. Love that answer. Love it. Super rare. Super rare. Absolutely. And special when it happens. What about you, Marcel? Hockey. Since I'm playing hockey, definitely yeah. the goalie. Yeah. You're a hockey player? Yeah. Oh, I, oh. Dude, we we're uh, honestly we are we are all now best friends. I mean, just all the all the stuff I we've talked about that. tonight, but but the with the hockey and uh, the hockey just puts like the the cherry on top of the Sunday. It's great. So yeah, we're huge hockey fans here. Yeah. Matt, how about how about you call my wife, and <laughs> I'll call your wife, and we'll just go to switzerland yeah we're just we're we're taking we're, right. going, we're going to switzerland you guys can bring your wives because we have some of the oh 100 spas in yes. the entire world here like yes out at the side of the mountain and yes spa life here is like no other on earth it's, it's and what's the cost of living uh ridiculous <laughs> good that's good. all right i'm good with i'm good with that ridiculous. i'm good with that i can I can work remotely. I can work remotely. And we have, and, and the, the firm that I work for, my day job has an office in Munich, Germany. So I can work with that. No problem. No problem. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's do one more. So uh, Marcel, we're going to actually, yeah, you did. You answered the hockey question. All right. So this last question for each of you, I'm going to start with Marcel. Who was your number one teenage celebrity crush? Uh, teenage celebrity crush. Uh, what's what's the girl? Like when you when you were a teenager, oh, some yeah. celebrity you saw on TV that you just Christina went crazy Aguilar for. Christina Aguilera was. Christina Aguilera. Oh, yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I, can I, I still remember that. <laughs> yeah, I can totally identify with that. Nicole, what about you? Ooh, um, I would have to say David Hasselhoff. No, <laughs> <laughs> This is now officially turned into a shit show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did love me some Baywatch, but. No, not exactly David Hasselhoff. Um, I would say, uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but 
David Beckham. Oh, there's nothing embarrassing about that. Are you kidding? I have, I have a, a crush David on Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Athletes always, you know, they had a special place in my heart. Oh, please. That's one of the most that's one of the most beautiful men on planet Earth. Give me a break. Yeah. But now Victoria, she has an, an exquisite clothing line and I love her pieces as well. She's a player for sure. Yeah, she is she is no slouch. I mean, she's not only beautiful, she's also incredibly uh successful in a number of different uh business ventures. So yeah, th- those guys are like they are the they are the definition of power couple in my opinion. Yeah. So did you, um, I don't know if you guys watch much stand-up comedy, but there's a, a comedian, Daniel Tosh. And Tosh.0? Yep, from Tosh.0. Okay. But he does a he does a, a stand-up special where he talks about um, David Beckham and Brad Pitt. Actually, they became friends. And he said, imagine if those two got together and had a baby. <laughs> little, little baby Pitt come would... <laughs> Would be the most beautiful baby the world has ever known. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's move into this week's Notable Smokable. And as always, Notable Smokable on How About That Cigar is brought to you by Ace Prime. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So, guys, each week we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades and we just smoked for the first time in a long time, or it could be something brand new that we just tried for the first time ever. Um, is And, and it, we always encourage people to kind of go outside of their own brands, but but inside your brand is fine too. Uh, but is there anything, uh, Nicole and Marcel, that you smoked recently that really kind of caught your interest? Yes. We still are. I know. Okay. I have two, but the first one I will say is a new addition to the Adventura family that will be launching sometime next year. Nice. And she's pretty special. So (laughs) that was the one where I was like, let me just sit down and get comfy for a minute because it forced me to like place all of my focus on what was going on. So that's the first. And the second that is outside of the brand would be um, Davidoff just released um, a new series. Chef's Edition. Chef's Edition mm-hmm. that they, well, I'm sure you guys know about it, but anyways, they're usually I'm like a steer away from that, but the, the Chef's Edition thing is quite, um, quite elegant, quite nicely done. Nice. Marcel, what about you? Yeah, I think it's fair to also name something out of out of our brand world, right? So I have two, also two. I uh, love what Mi- Nicholas Melillo is doing, the wise man Lancero. It's mm. a oh, yes. Great yes. Cigar, really, he's doing some great stuff. He knows also a lot. And also Steve Sacker's Sin Compromiso. Yes. Really, yeah, also Steve Sacker's doing an amazing job. So those two cigars are definitely... On my list. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Garrett, what was your notable this week? Last night at the fire after the Adventura event, um, you know, about 10 guys around a fire. And I had uh, 
I had been sitting on a uh, Julius Caesar from the Toaster Cost America pack, and um, I had smoked the Opus a long time ago, and so I just had this, you know, coffin with the the Julius Caesar in there for a while, and just pulled it out the other day, and last night. It's been a while since I've had a Julius Caesar, and you forget sometimes. And gosh, it was wonderful. It was just a great smoke. It's that special box press that they only do for the toast, and um, the the burn was perfect. The um, the flavor it was just so. And again, this is after a cigar event, so I knew I needed to have something with a little. And yeah. that cigar gave it to me for sure. Okay. Yeah, nice. So my my notable this week was uh, the Padron 90th uh, in the, the the tube, the natural wrapper. Um, just one of the, in my opinion, one of the most, uh, Padron's a great brand, but it's one of the most brilliant cigars they've put out on the market. Uh, I have one of those naturals uh, in the last week, and that cigar blows me away every time. So definitely a great cigar to check out. For our viewers and listeners, give you guys an idea of some cool stuff we have coming up in the near future. So coming up this coming Monday night on the 27th, we have none other than the legend himself, Rafael Nodal from Tabacalera USA on the show. Very excited to talk to him. Uh, we had a short uh, conversation with him at the TPE trade show. Uh, and then on the 4th of October, we have Pete Johnson from Tatuaje Cigars, one of our great friends here at the show. And then on the 11th of October, we have Justo Eroa from JRE Tobacco. And we have great shows coming up through the rest of October and beyond. Uh, so, Nicole and Marcel, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Give our friends, our viewers, our listeners, where is the best place for them to keep up with everything going on with Adventura? Definitely our Instagram page. Um, we pride ourselves on good engagement. So every comment, every everything gets a response, every DM. Um, so definitely keep up with us on Instagram. Also our website, every new retailer that we gain gets on our where to buy section of our website. And we're always posting um, the latest and greatest on there. And also, um, Facebook is is still available and still kicking, but I would say Instagram is our is our number one yeah, right. venture for communication. Nice. Well, I uh, I'll speak for myself, probably for Garrett too. I have had an absolute blast talking to you guys today and pairing these cigars with these wonderful beverages. Thank you guys so much for spending spending some time with us on the show today. We loved it. We hope you did too. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank, thank you so, you so much. much. And uh, thank you guys for the support. It was a great show with you guys. And uh, yeah, just amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank so you. We're, we're grateful to our viewers as always, our listeners. Guys, keep continue to follow us on the YouTube channel. Continue to follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. And don't forget, as always, if you guys listen to audio podcasts, make How About That Cigar part of your regular podcast rotation because all of the shows make it out on there. And you guys can we have learned a lot from the people we've had on the show, including the guests tonight. So continue to listen to the podcast so you guys we can learn together from these great people we have on the show. Um, we're, we've been grateful for a fantastic year. We look forward to many, many more. 
Follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. If you guys have questions for Garrett or myself, make sure to email us on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. And guys, as always, burn cigars. Not bridges. Right. All right. See you guys. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs>